0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. James, good morning to you, to Pini Wing, to Craig, to Carlton, Kaiser, uh, Sweating Merlot, Blackshine, Paul Steven. Uh, Stevie Martin, Ben, Matt G, plenty more as well joining us in the chat box. And as Matt G says there, uh, a massive bit of good luck to our Lionesses uh, today. It is World Cup final day. Bring it home, Alessia, please. Please. I'd love to see it. I'm going to be watching it. I hope you're going to be watching it too. it's ah, oh, it's great. I love this. It's fantastic. Um, and with Arsenal not playing until Monday, if you're going to get your football fix, you know this is certainly bringing it on a Sunday, uh, followed by some interesting games in the Premier League, of course, this afternoon, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, make sure if you haven't done so already, to drop a like on the video and of course subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here, with those notifications turned on, so you never miss a show fantastic stuff uh, as mentioned uh the game today 11 a.m uk time england versus spain in the world cup final uh, alessio russo expected to start this game after scoring of course a decisive goal uh, in the game against australia in the semi-final congratulations to sweden on finishing third after their third place uh win <laughs> yesterday as well so yeah all of those things considered I'm really, really looking forward to it. And I cannot wait to watch the final a little bit later on this morning. If you're watching this a little bit later, maybe you were based in the West and you're waking up much later today. Hopefully, you know already what's happened. Um, Awful Manchester United losing against Tottenham Hotspur. Now, I was chatting to Lee Judges yesterday about this and I was saying like, I don't care about Spurs. Spurs are irrelevant to me. I'm not expecting them to be any kind of challenge this season. I'm not expecting them to even pop up on my radar until Arsenal play them. Um, They're going through transition. They've lost their best player. Not just their best player, but they've lost like 50% of their goals, really. Um, And of course, that will spread further throughout the side after losing Kane. But um, Manchester United were like builders, this team that was supposed to be something of a challenge to, to Arsenal and Manchester City this season. They were built up by some of their naive, ignorant supporters as title challengers for this campaign. Putting them top of the table. put them in second. Even second was ludicrous and humiliating and uh, people throwing Arsenal into <laughs> eighth position because it's their modal place. It's, I can't even tell about the guy's name. So only wants to be relevant, I guess. Um, but <laughs> it just regards to Man United, how amazingly hilarious they are. And uh, yeah, the statistics speak for themselves. Um, under Eric Ten Hag, Man United have lost a Premier League away game against every other top nine team from the 22-23 season. against Brentford, 6-3 against Man City, 3-1 against Villa, 3-2 against Arsenal, 7-0 against Liverpool. That's 7-0 against Liverpool. Just one more time. 7-0 against Liverpool, 2-0 against Newcastle, 2-2 against Spurs, 1-0 against Brighton, and then another 2-0 defeat against Spurs. That 2-2 against Spurs was the only victory they could get. Just one point. Uh, Losing 38 on aggregate. Uh, Brilliant. Um, <laughs> um. So, yeah, uh, Eric Ten Hag. Look, a lot of people really wanted him to be the new Arsenal manager and, and to get rid of Arteta. Well, thank goodness, because Arsenal might still be struggling with their away form against not even top six sides, top nine sides, it turns out. Uh, meanwhile, Manchester City squeezed past Newcastle United in a game in which they looked... <laughs> ordinary than they usually do. I'm trying to find the most respectful way to put this because they still won the game, of course. Um, but without De Bruyne, without Bernardo Silva, still no John Stones in the squads as well. Uh, it's, they they look vulnerable. And I'm actually a little bit critical of Newcastle that they weren't a little bit better than they were. I thought that, you know, there's a lot of hype around Newcastle right now. They won against Aston Villa 5-1 on the opening day. Um, and you're right, Jimbo, Phil Foden was, was by far the standout performer on the day, um, he really, really was uh, there. And Callum Wilson, you know, will regret not taking the chance that he had. Uh, I didn't captain Erling Haaland. I know Mike Feinberg from the uh, Laguna's pod was laughing at everyone because they were hoping that Haaland would score for their fantasy teams. I, I didn't I didn't captain Haaland. You know, I've, I've captained Ollie Watkins. So I'm hoping that he can put a few goals away uh, today for the fantasy side of things. I care about fantasy. I like fantasy. I enjoy fantasy. I know not everyone does. But, uh, yeah, I I didn't captain Harland. I've got him in the team because you have to have him in the team. But I didn't captain him. And uh, I like feeling a little bit vindicated this morning. I like feeling a little bit smug. I am a little bit smug. I will not be smug if Watkins blanks. But let's see what happens. I nearly captained me tomorrow and um, I'm regretting not doing that. But uh, let's see. Um, In terms of all of the results, if you want the code, by the way, to our Fantasy League, it's there on the screen for you in the bottom left-hand corner. Uh, of our screen now um, so Saturday's results in four as we've mentioned we've done the Man City Spurs games Wolves losing four ones were a really good Brighton side you know I'm so glad that we don't have to play Brighton until December um, I think it's something like December 16th uh, that we next play Brighton um, things can change by that point Arsenal can hopefully get into a bit of a rhythm and form by that point we play them at home um but we don't play them until december liverpool uh winning 3-1 against bournemouth but conceding first again no clean sheet for them and mcallister getting sent off in what i'll be very honest is a, a red card that has to be overturned like there is no doubt in my mind i get i get why some people may think that that's a red but it's just two players going for the ball at the same time. One gets there a little bit quicker than the other. And naturally, kind of that foot goes into the other player. Like, it's not malicious. It's not out of control. It's it's very, very harsh. Very harsh. The penalty was dubious as well, to be fair. Uh, and, and nearly, nearly Salah missed it. And uh, Bournemouth nearly got away with it. But McAllister's um, red card, was, I think, was the biggest talking point of that game. Again, VAR. <sighs> VAR or something special I'll tell you Uh, and Brentford coming away with another big win Uh, Fulham had Tim Ream sent off which means that he'll be suspended for Fulham's game against us next week uh, which is obviously a positive thing Fulham not looking too great um, in that fixture at all so yeah uh Arsenal will hope to to have a relatively uh comfortable game touchwood uh, against Fulham next week who don 't look great in any way, shape, or form uh going to a couple of transfer stories to discuss there 's not loads it is Sunday Sundays are usually our quietest of days. Um, Nuno Tavares' move from nottingham Forest uh, from Arsenal to Nottingham Forest is off uh, apparently the deal has. Collapsed at this stage. Uh, supposedly, Nuno you know, Tavares has a number of other options that he would rather. Um, the price tags that were being talked about: twenty-two million pounds. I saw some people saying. I saw some people suggesting thirty million pounds. I did see another report yesterday suggesting it'll be somewhere between fifteen and twenty million pounds. I don't think anyone really knows how much Nuno Tavares is going to go for. What I do know is it's not going to be £40 million, pounds, that's for sure. Um, but uh, I just hope Arsenal make as much money as fees be possible off a sale of of Tavares. Anything above £15 million, pounds and I'm buzzing, uh, to be honest with that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, for one, um, am hopeful that we get uh, some resolution to this story. Uh, very, very soon. And uh, hopefully we find ourselves in a position where Tavares is moving on and getting Arsenal a significant amount of money. Uh, And lastly, uh, suggestions are reports came out from Turkey in the last few days suggesting that there have been... interest in Thomas Partey. <laughs> there were figures being talked about, like 12 million euros, which I kind of find crazy. There was further reports, I think for Fabrizio touched on this, is that Arsenal actually did reject a number of proposals from Saudi Arabian sides around 30 million pounds. Um, so clearly the valuation of Arsenal for him was, was way higher. Um, and I think when it comes down to the idea that, that Thomas Partey would leave the club, it would have to be for a huge amount of money surely um, and so yeah I, I, we're not expecting Thomas party to leave unless something ridiculous happens between now in the next couple of weeks or so um, but uh, yeah the party turkey line was a real strange one and kind of you know if you if whoever that is I don't know whoever is coming up with that story but my goodness me talking about making something up um, but there you go that is all of today's story so we're going to move to part two and your questions uh, right after this All righty then, uh, let's uh, let's go into the chat box. Um, I'm not going to be doing an extra long show this morning because uh, I'm off to play golf. Uh, I'm going to be very honest with you, I'm going off to play golf and I've got to get it done before. Uh, it's only a nine, so I've got to get it done before the World Cup final. So I've uh, got to get that in and get ready to watch. Uh, hopefully the women absolutely smash Spain uh, a little bit later on today uh right let's let's go into the chat box and get some of your thoughts steven says great to see after the walls incident but united should have had a stonewall penalty as well yes they should have done however um not even however i saw somebody tweet i I think it might have been statman dave um fantastic account if you don't follow uh but i can't say i agree with his tweet yesterday um let me find it where was it it was a tweet during the manchester united game it was something along the lines of i guess that kind of cancels out Here it is, a thousand percent penalty. Guess that cancels out last week. Try telling that to a Wolves fan. Of course it doesn't cancel out last week. Wolves should have had a penalty, which could have given them an extra point in their hopes of probably staying up this season. So no, it doesn't cancel out, you know, the other one because it's no way beneficial to to Wolves in any way. So I don't agree, you know, with the idea that it was levelling the playing field somewhat, but it was an absolute blatant penalty. And it's It borders on ridiculous stupidity at this point, like how bad the officiating, the VAR is in this country, that every single week, it's like... Um, you know, you get those like suggestion boxes. For those who've watched Ted Lasso, you know what I'm talking about. But you get like those suggestion boxes. Um, you put little suggestions in in your company about what you'd like to see change. It's like the it's like PGMOL should have like a dedicated apology box at every single stadium that they can just kind of slip in a little, Oh, sorry. Uh, kind of, oh, we got it wrong again. Sorry guys. Uh, that's ridiculous. Like how bad they are at these decision-making It is silly. So for those of you that still kind of shouting and scream about corruption allegedly and all this stuff, you know, they're getting them wrong for man United as well. Um, it's just kind of crazy at this point. Uh, Magic says Harlan hasn't scored in one game. Is he rubbish and overrated? Yes. <laughs> Is that not the obvious answer? Uh, William Salibax says TC thoughts on playing Raya and Ramsdale as inverted keepers. It'll be Arteta's out pepping the pep. Yeah, I mean, if that can somehow be a thing, I'd love to see it. Inverted goalkeepers. Play two goalkeepers, but one can't use their hands, obviously. So you play them as like an extra centre-back, but they just stand in the goal, in the goal and they can just like salmon around like the, the box trying to head things away. I think that's the way forwards for goalkeeping, isn't it? Um, John says, do we need to sell Balogun to Fulham for 45? I mean, need to. We need to sell him. Um, but if it's going to be to Fulham or not, we don't know. But if we can get anything above 40 million pounds, I'll be very, very happy indeed. Uh, Temi says, do you think Smith-Rowe should go on loan? His chances of playing are limited. No, I think that he is needed in the squad. He adds good depth and versatility to certain positions and we will need him this season. Uh, Ollie says, hey Tom, Brighton and City missed key players and didn't miss a beat. Is that where Arteta needs to improve managing absences as well? What I would say is that obviously the missing of players has been replaced at Man City by very, very different figures. You know, you think about who was missing for... For Man City, they lost De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. Phil Foden's coming into the group. It's not like Arsenal losing Saliba and Rob Holding coming in. It's a very, very different scenario, you know? So, the Brighton have lost McAllister, but they've signed Mahmoud Dahoud, who looks really, really good. So, James Milner, of course, has come in, who adds a certain level of quality also. So, no, I, I don't think it's the same. I, I do still think that Arteta needs to improve managing absences somewhat and substitutions and rotation better but I don't think that that example of comparison necessarily fits in the same seamless way as as maybe you might think it would um Jonas says morning Tom we got the bronze medal let's hope Alessa and the Lionesses bring it home to you all today absolutely hopefully it is indeed coming home I know that people outside England absolutely hate that saying but as an Englishman I embrace it <laughs> I embrace it proudly so uh yeah hopefully Um, hopefully we see it taking place Um, Chris do you think the Man United and Liverpool are threats to us this season I think it'd be naive at this point to rule either of them out but they're doing a pretty darn good job of trying to undermine themselves right now as well Uh, Magambo says Liverpool are going through post-invincible era of Arsenal trying to be frugal with good managers at the helm. Um, I think, is that a suggestion that Klopp should be sacked and somebody else brought in? I think personally their recruitment has been ridiculously poor. The fact that they've not signed a midfielder of, of real top-level qualities is so bad. Like, it's such a bad piece of strategy from, from a recruitment And They should have done that ages ago, but they haven't. Uh, Mr. Bravis says, what's your prediction for Monday's game and who do you think will be leading the line? I think Inketi will lead the line, but if you want to hear everything about my predictions, go and watch our preview show that we did the other uh, the other day on th- Friday Friday I think it was, but it's one of the last live uploads on the channel. Uh, Peter says, with all that's happened so far this season, the injury timber and the players we have signed and sold. If we don't sign any more players, where do you think the team is this season? Same or better? Of course, it's better than last season if we if we don't sign any more players. We signed Declan Rice. We've added Kai Havertz, the attacking uh, options that we've got. And we haven't lost any attacking options from last season. We've added Declan Rice, who was an improvement on Granit Xhaka. And, you know, also we brought in David Raya, who had great competition at goalkeeper. So, of course, the squad's in a better position it was last year. But we do need to bring in another defender, and in my opinion, another forward. The Onyx Lens says, how good is Ethan Nwaneri? He's a brilliant, brilliant talent, scoring a hat-trick the other day at the other 21s against Leicester, I think it was. So there you go. Uh, Morgan says, Tom, on touting, yesterday we got called the ticketing talk because we talked so much about tickets. So I'm not going to spend too much time on ticketing. Um, But Morgan says, Tom, on touting, Arsenal have blocked 2,000 memberships for touting offences this season and up to 500,000 IP addresses are being blocked due to bot action for silver members. It shows the level of the problem, absolutely. And it's well pointed out as well. Uh, Lynn says, when these mistakes are being made, uh, my opinion, uh, my opinion, Are being made. In my opinion, HW and his team should give these clubs uh, the point because saying sorry doesn't change anything for these clubs, how web I assume it is. It's difficult. You can't just give them the point because if you'd have given the penalty in that moment, you don't know if Man United would have gone up the other end and scored again, or if even Wolves would have gone up the other end and scored again. So it's really difficult. You can't just start handing out points because mistakes are being made. What you can do is start holding referees and officials more accountable for their actions. I mean, relegating them, not just suspending them for a week of action. I mean, relegating them down the table um, to, to championship sides and bringing in you know, a greater diverse group of referees, bringing in referees from abroad as well. Why not invest in some of the best referees in the world? So I think that should be something that we should try and strive to do as well. Um, Christopher says, Tom, did you watch uh, Back Home, the Wilshire videos on the Arsenal app? Worth checking out. I haven't yet. I haven't had time, but I will certainly be adding it to my to-do list. Thank you for pointing that one out. Um, and... William Saliba says, Xhaka looks good yesterday when Bayer Leverkusen beat Leipzig at home. Yes, and uh, I still think it's a really, really good signing by Xabi Alonso for them. Progresses their midfield, improves their team, and although they won't be in the Champions League this season, at least I don't think, that, I don't think they qualified. Uh, let me just check. The Bundesliga, I think they had a really difficult campaign last year. Uh, table 22-23. Sixth they finished, so they'll be in the Europa League, I think, unless, of course, they've not qualified. Um uh, mm. Europa League qualification no I think they're straight in so yeah they'll be in the Europa League this season not in the Champions League but uh, I I think that yeah they should absolutely be trying to target um, a far far better campaign you know after one game one win happy days especially against Leipzig you know a team that um, have already beaten Bayern Munich in the DFB Pokal not in the DFB Pokal the um, German Super Cup sorry Yeah, they should be very, very happy with that indeed. Um, So a very good start for Bayer Leverkusen and Alonso and Granite Xhaka, of course. Um, Let's go to Martin says they did bring in uh, Jared Gillett uh, from Australia and he's been awful. He's not been the best. He's made some mistakes. And again, maybe uh, they didn't identify the best option. Uh, But I did hear from a lot of people in Australia that he was very good over there. So... It's, it's difficult. I just think a greater level of scrutiny needs to be given to officials. I think they should be mic'd up. I think they should have to do interviews after the game. I think those things may help with, you know, accountability and things like that. So, yeah, let's, let's wait and see if things improve i hope that they do right uh, we're gonna end the show there i know it's only been a shorter one but as i said a busy morning and then it's the world cup final please watch it please get involved with it um if you've never really touched or um got involved with women's football before make sure you do enjoy it you know i think it's a best example of kind of the highest level of the women's game uh, available to watch um and so if you can Chuck it on. Support the girls. Support Alessia. Support, um, our, you know, our fellow gunners. And uh, let's hope that they can get a result um, because it's it's needed. Um, you know, setting the example for the men's team. We could do it within an international final in the men's side. So uh, let's do it, please, for England. Bring it home, girls. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, keeping those fingers very much crossed indeed. Um, thank you for listening. Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back tomorrow morning. And uh, sadly, uh, I should say, I'm sadly not going to be at the game on Monday night. The press box in the Palace is so small. Sadly, I'm not, they can't fit me in. I've been dieting and everything and they still can't fit me in. But uh, I guess what that does mean is that the, uh, the record I have of, of every time I've been to Selhurst Park I've never seen us win. I suppose that that record is not on the line on Monday night, but I will still be doing the football.london live blog uh, from home. And uh, you'll be able to, if you're not at the game, or be able to watch the game, you'll be able to keep up with it over there. So lovely stuff. Right. Have a fantastic day, guys. Uh, Stay safe. Stay well. And as always, up the Arsenal.